Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. 40 Limerick families impacted by a cut death bereavement have received professional support from First Light National Charity. Eamon and Andrew Breen, whose brother died as a result of cut death, are said to row 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean in memory and in aid of First Light. And Eamon joins me now. Morning to you, Eamon. How are you doing? Morning, Joe. How are you getting on? This is, this is some challenge. I mean... Well, I was just thinking, because we talk to people about lots of different things and they do amazing stuff. But really, I, I mean, where does him come from? Now, this is Andrew's little brainchild uh, going back going back years ago. Andrew is, is um, he's rowing maybe 20 years after after school and things like that. And we're from, from uh, Arklow and County Wicklow, where we're, we're from uh, hometown originally. Uh, and there's actually two brothers who did this challenge in '97, and probably probably planted a seed in Andrew's head back then that that's something he'd love to do. He'd be interested in it, and it's kind of just come up now in the last maybe three years ago. Andrew said it to me, "Would I be interested in doing it?" And I jumped at the chance. Um, so it's a brainchild of Andrew, but since then it's it's become our lives. Planning and preparing for this. It's, this is a great rowing tradition in Limerick as well. Um, uh, and uh, we've seen people from Limerick and based in Limerick representing Ireland in the Olympics. But what, what are we, I mean, what exactly are we talking about here now? What sort of vehicle are you getting in? And how's it all going to work? So, <laughs> he laughed. We're still laughing at a plan in three years at this. So this is a. It's it's not your stereotypical um, rowing boat that you'd picture with the Olympics or the river rowing, where it's a small narrow boat. It's a it's a large enough boat. It's about seven seven and a half meters long. Uh, room for two people to row at any point in time. But then there's a, a a small sized cabin on each each end of the boat as well, where we can eat, sleep, store equipment and clothing and stuff like that. So we'll we'll push that off uh, from from Lagomere in Tenerife on on the twelfth of December. And basically, we have to have everything in that boat that we need, whether it be safety equipment, clothing, food, uh, entertainment, music. Um, we have to have everything with us on that to get us 3,000 miles across to Antigua in the Caribbean. Okay. So, why that route and what sort of weather can you expect? So, it, it's it's the most, I'd say, predictable. After the week we've had of weather, best luck predicting stuff, but it's the most predictable part of the Atlantic Ocean to do such a crossing uh, in, in that space. Um the prevailing uh, winds and currents and, and weather moves you from kind of North Africa down to, to South America. Okay, it's, it's generally as long as long as the winds and currents are, are as normal, they'll do that. Um, so, at a time of the year, it's outside of any major hurricane seasons. Uh, it's outside of any major, relatively annual weather periods that you want to try and avoid. Right. Uh, but, so that, but, that's generally why we're sitting there. At the same time, I heard to one of the chief emergency planners for the government making the point over the last 24 hours in the wake of Storm Debbie that the way jet streams are located at the moment, it looks like it'll be a conveyor belt from the Atlantic into Ireland of storms. And I can only imagine um, if that's what it's like on land. What must it be like at sea? Because you could, you could get hit by something out of nowhere, right? 
Oh, we could. So once we, I suppose our biggest challenge at the very start, not biggest challenge, one of the challenges is to get away from land. Once we're away from land, one, yeah, we, we'll get lots of varying conditions, but there's no land to hit. So that's, that's the biggest, uh, bonus for us. The boat what? is designed really? for safety wise. That, that's oh, actually a good the boat's thing. designed. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because the boat's designed to, um, self-right if capsize to be safe in that sense. And we can, we can get in out of the conditions if we need to. This, this is specifically an ocean rowing design boat. It's not meant for near land. Uh, so we, we, we'll experience, uh, God knows what type of weather we'll experience. But if we look back at previous years, it can vary from day to day, from hour to hour. You could have waves 20, 30, 40 feet high. Uh, or you could have flat cam. And I'll be honest, we don't want flat cam because that's slow. We want a good bit of wind, a bit of waves, uh, and, and will help us push across uh, at, at a good pace. In the background, this is a race. So there is, there's about 40 boats in total taking part. It is a race, um, depending on how competitive you want to be. Depends on, on what uh, type of conditions you want. Nice. If you want a nice gentle, a gentle crossing, you don't want wind and waves, but it's going to take you a lot longer. Um, if you, uh, we, we will, there'll be periods of time where it'll be very, very windy, very wavy, scary. And there'll be periods of time where we'll be enjoying ourselves, pure, amazing uh, nightscapes with um, stars and the moon and stuff like that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. We're chatting to Eamon uh, Breen and he and his brother Andrew are going to, well, you heard him, go 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean in December. Um, and this is an aid of first light and we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, so how have you been prepping for this exactly? So it's, it's a it's a mix of physical training and actual logistics and kit and equipment preparation. This this is uh, it's probably pretty much another full time job over the last six to twelve months in organising. The, the the physical training, I'll be honest, is the easy part. Uh, physical training involves we've we've spent two hundred plus hours on our boat in in the Irish Sea is where we've been training because it's the easiest for us to access. Uh, it's a the the most it's most access, accessible place for us to launch the boat and, and come back in, uh, and it's it's life on boat is what you're practicing for. It's not the fitness side of it. Right. It's getting used to overnights, getting used to long long stints, the boredom of us, the eating, the sleeping, the the uh, toiletry facilities, all that kind of stuff has to be practiced and and uh, gotten used to, so you can uh, be comfortable in all conditions of day, night, stormy, calm that you're used to. It's just, it's nailed into the head. You know what to do, what the practices are. And, and, and then the, the, the preparation outside of that has been organizing, fundraising, uh, both sponsorship for ourselves to fund doing this and then kicking into charity fundraising, um, in the last six months or so as well. So huge amount of effort gone into it. And the last, to be honest, when, when you talk to people who do this, the biggest challenge in doing this is getting to the start line. Once you get to the start line, it's down to yourself and you, you just row. I said right. just row for right. about six weeks. Today. Six weeks, yeah. And has there been any moment where the two of you looked at each other and gone, mm, really not sure about this? I, I'll be honest, every day we meet up and we, we, we've, we've actually become much closer as brothers, I'd say, on the back of this. We would have been very, very close anyway. There's only about a year and a half between us, but we've spent so much time together. It nearly brings back memories of when we were sharing bedrooms back, back as, as, as nine and 10 year olds. Yeah. Um, but as we look at each other every day, it's, we're getting more and more ready for this, more and more, uh, motivated and, and, uh, prepared. So it's, it's probably the opposite. The more we meet up, the more we talk about it. 
the better, the stronger we get. So tell us about your brother who died from caught death. So this and this is actually it's the closest where the limit connection kicks in as well. Um, so Rory was uh, our eldest brother. He died of a caught death back in 1975, and so da- dad's from Old Palace. Um, and his his brother and his wife were actually still farming out in Old Palace. Uh, and Mam went to UL. She was in the she was in the first PE class to to graduate out of, out of the new campus back in UL. I think in 1975. Uh, and Rory was their first child. Uh, died in in 1975 after 10 weeks. So when we were looking at we saw we myself and Andrew signed up to this challenge as our own challenge. This is this is for ourselves, but we thought this is so big we could make an impact and we could help other people through through charities. And we kind of thought there's a big brotherly connection here, there's a big family connection. How can we work with a charity or charity partners that are in that same space? So we were talking to mum and dad. We were we were down at home just talking about family and stuff. And then we brought Rory jumped on straight away and said, right, what can we do? around here how can we help someone else who may have been impacted or may be impacted by bereavement or by by um sudden infant death and we thought straight away it was initially it was the irish sudden infant death association whose charity arm is first light and so we reached out to first light and said can we, can we work with you and jumped at the chance of course right. you can yeah. yeah so that, that was that was brilliant so it's it's great for us to kind of have that family connection for ourselves we've we've named the boat rory so rory's actually going to bring us over which is great. Um, and it's gotten us all closer as a family. And then by fundraising, we've, we've, we're, we're working with First Light and Make-A-Wish, so two charity partners. And by the work we can do and the, the fundraising we can do, definitely feel we can make a big impact with uh, or can help other people who are who are uh, need support. Like I know First Light, for example, um, when we talk to people about it, they may, may not have heard about it before, but they've definitely heard about Cotta or people who've who need uh, help and support during bereavement. So the more we can spread the word, the more we can help people understand there is things for people, there is areas for people to talk, to get help, the better. Right. Brilliant for us. Um, and, and all we're doing is we're on an ocean. So it's it's fine by us. And if we can help, help fund uh, services like that, it's an, a major bonus on top. And it- is it very challenging for your parents to talk about it or not? Um, it depends. Uh, to talk about Rory, no, uh, no way. Because we, like we've we've Rory's picture up on the windowsill down at home. Um, it's still still part of the family, still really close. And like he's he's the eldest brother. You think about him regularly. To talk about the row itself, um, it depends on what day of the week you ask, ma'am. <laughs> and it depends on how much information you've told her so far. Um, but it, it can be difficult, I think, between ma'am and then between our families and stuff. The more they think about it, obviously, the more dangerous it gets in their head, the more they understand it. Uh, it can be a challenge. Us being away for so long is going to be a challenge, but being in such a potentially dangerous environment um, will, will be difficult to deal with. Um, luckily, we, we will have satellite phones and a, a, a device that can connect us to the internet to make contact at any stage. They can contact us and we can contact them. So we'll be relatively safe. Eamon, how can listeners support you then? So we've, we've on, on our journey, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If our, our team name is at, or is our team name is Atlantic Browing, so B R O I N G. So if you, on on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, it's at 
Atlantic Brewing and you'll follow all of our training so far. And what, because we'll have um, internet access while we're out there through through satellites, we'll be able to send pictures and images and videos of, of what we're doing and how life is out there. So you'll be able to follow the journey, which is like we've we've been following the teams doing this for the last number of years and following the journey is amazing when you see some of the activities. And then from a fundraising perspective, um, if you if, if we go on to iDonate website and just search Atlantic, if you go on to iDonate and search Atlantic, you'll find the page there. Okay, yeah, and all, any and all help there is brilliant because the charities are are, are, are brilliant right. as I said to you. Already. Well, listen, an amazing challenge for a wonderful cause in First Light, uh, and they have supported forty Limerick families impacted by a cut death bereavement. And great to chat to you. That's. Eamon Breen, uh, who will be doing this with his brother Andrew. So spare them a thought and we wish you well and wish you a, a safe journey, most importantly. Thanks so much. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.